We're talking about this Christmas, the child who changed the world forever. We're really talking about Jesus because through his life, through his words, and through his ministry, he altered our planet in many different ways, in ways unprecedented. Many down through the centuries have chosen to follow Jesus and their lives have been blessed in many different ways. And yet others have chosen to follow leaders other than Jesus and their lives have ended up in disaster. And so everyone on this earth can be placed in one of two groups. Those who follow Jesus and those who don't. It's really pretty simple. There are not ten groups, there are just two groups. Followers of Jesus and those who do not yet follow Jesus. Those who don't follow Jesus tend to persecute those who do to one degree or another. And so in many ways the world is a dangerous place for a believer. Now in America it's relatively safe with respect to our lives. In other countries in the world it's not safe at all to be a believer. There's evil all around us and we need God's protection. We need God's security to keep us safe in this world. And today my message is entitled Jesus our security. There's a place in life that's safe. There's a place in life that's secure and that place is close to Jesus. If you want to be safe in life, get close to Jesus. Jesus said in John 10 verse 11, you might want to pull out the white sheet in the middle of your bulletin. It has the outline written out as well as the scriptures uh, with study questions on the back for you to do in your uh, own study. Jesus said in John 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Now in the Bible, believers are often depicted as sheep. Can anybody say bah? Yeah. Okay, very good. Or sheep uh, in the Bible. And the Lord is their shepherd. A good shepherd keeps his sheep safe, keeps his sheep secure. Uh, keeps his sheep secure. That's a tongue twister. The 23rd Psalm speaks of, of the Lord as the believer's shepherd. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so this verse acknowledges that at many times we may face evil in our lives. We may even be in the face of death itself. And yet the shepherd is with us. It speaks of the rod of the shepherd. It was a, a short stick that was used to defend the sheep, to, to fight off something, or to even uh, to fight off wolves or thieves. The staff, on the other hand, was used to guide the sheep and to perhaps rescue a sheep that had fallen into a crevice with the crook of the staff. And the, so the shepherd uses the rod and the staff to keep his sheep secure. Now today we're going to look at Jesus, who is the ultimate good shepherd, and how he can bring safety and security into our lives. Now as sheep, we need to understand some things about the shepherd. As sheep, we have to do certain things in order to be kept safe and secure by our shepherd. So I'd like us to look at a video clip that shows how shepherds operate in the Middle East right now. And the way they operate right now is the way they've operated for thousands of years. And so I think it's going to better, help us better understand what Jesus is talking about when he says, I am the good shepherd. The clip is called, Follow Me. 
Well, did anything strike you about the shepherd and his flocks? I think what was amazing to me is how this large flock of hundreds of sheep just trotted along behind one guy up there, one shepherd. They just followed their shepherd. Actually, never seen anything quite like that. They responded to his voice. They responded to his calls. He led and they followed it. As long as they were following that shepherd, those sheep were kept safe. And so this morning, as we talk about Jesus' teaching, about being the good shepherd, let's remember that if you're a believer, you're Jesus' sheep. And if you're not yet a believer this morning, you can become one. We're going to give you an opportunity at the end of the message. And at, as Jesus' sheep, Think about the question, where am I with respect to the shepherd? Am I following closely to him? Am I one of the lead sheep right behind his heels? Or am I way back somewhere in the flock? Or have I begun to wander and try to find my own way? Are you safe and secure in the shepherd's care? Or do you sense or hear the howl of wolves around you because you're kind of far away from him. And so this Christmas season, Jesus wants you to find security for yourself and for your family with the good shepherd. Our first point, we need to beware the thief. Jesus begins his teaching in John chapter 10 verse 1. He says, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. It's interesting to me that Jesus begins his teaching about himself, about being the good shepherd, by speaking of thieves and robbers. And so they're pretty important. A thief is looking to get into the sheep pen and to steal some of the sheep. A thief doesn't come in through the gate. No, he climbs over the wall when nobody's looking and tries to grab some sheep and escape. And what is the motive of the thief? Well, the thief comes to destroy. Jesus says in verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so this thief wants to break into the pen and steal the sheep. He wants to kill them so that he can have food to eat. He comes to destroy the lives of the sheep. Jesus, on the other hand, came that sheep might have life to the full, that they might live a life uh, pleasing to their shepherd, have the best life they can possibly have. Now the thief in Jesus' teaching refers to Satan. Satan is behind every attack on the security of the sheep. Now I'm aware that most people today believe that Satan is simply a symbol of evil. If you take a poll, many people, the majority of people in the United States do not believe that Satan is real. He's simply a symbol of evil. But the Bible, on the other hand, clearly teaches that Satan is a Real being of incredible, uh, with an incredibly evil nature. And he's served by myriads of demons who tempt, who oppress, and even possess people to coerce them into doing Satan's bidding. And Jesus is warning us here that Satan hates you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to do untold damage to your life. He wants to steal from you. He's a thief. And we need to beware the thief because he's very real. The thief mocks the shepherd. In verse 20, after Jesus completed his teaching, many of the people around him said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? I can imagine that. The very Son of God 
teaching people the truth of God and them saying he is demon-possessed, he's mad, he's crazy. Now, who inspired the people to say such things? Well, it was a thief. It was Satan himself. The thief always mocks the shepherd. The thief always mocks the shepherd's flock. And why does the thief mock the shepherd? So others don't listen or follow him. They said, why listen to him, the people said. And so the shepherd is mocked. And we see the thief mocking the shepherd and his flock throughout our culture today, don't we? Jesus is mocked. The church is mocked. What is the reason for that? The thief doesn't want people to follow the good shepherd. And what is the end result for people who or sheep who don't follow the shepherd? Well, the end result, they'll ultimately be destroyed by the thief in a place called hell. And that's why he wants to bring people with him uh, in that place. And so we need to beware the thief. Now, the thief, Satan, doesn't go around dressed in a red... Uh, suit with horns on his head and a pitchfork in his hand. Because then we would know there's the thief. Stay away from him. He's not a good guy. But he doesn't come to us like that. He's much more crafty than that. He works to keep people from listening to Jesus in the very first place and he seeks to draw those who want to follow Jesus away from the flock. Let's talk about how a sheep wanders from the flock following the shepherd. I just think about those flocks following the shepherd in that video. As a sheep follows the shepherd, perhaps he's a little ways back in the herd. Or the flock, I guess it's not a herd, it's a flock, right? It's a flock. He's a little ways back in the flock. And if you notice, those sheep were going along at a pretty good clip, weren't they? I mean, they were moving right along. And so if a sheep saw a juicy clump of grass over there on the side and he meandered over there and began to eat, the flock would keep going, wouldn't they? And he'd get a little further behind and have to trot a little further to catch up and drift further and further back. And if he kept that on, he kept on nibbling at this thing, nibbling at that thing, and drifting, wandering from the flock, eventually he would be separated from the flock and the thief could come along and capture him, or the wolf could come along and devour him. And this scenario is played out in countless ways around us with people, not sheep. Just a little sin. Nobody's going to know about it. And you wander a little further away from the shepherd until you're finally captured. Beware the thief. Don't think that nothing could happen to you. The Bible tells us to be on the alert that our enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so we need to be careful and be aware of his schemes. Next, we need to trust the shepherd. John 10 verse 2 says, The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. So in contrast to the thief who attempts to sneak into the sheep pen, the shepherd enters through the gate. He's the owner of the sheep. He's the one to whom they rightfully belong. He's the one that the sheep trust. And what does the shepherd do for his sheep? First of all, the shepherd leads his sheep. In verse 3 it says, The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen for his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now in the Middle East... 
Uh, we heard one of the shepherds calling his sheep. That was some type of general call, I believe. But the shepherds had a distinctive name for each and every sheep. They knew their sheep. To me, every sheep looks the same. But to a shepherd, each one is unique. And he gave each one his name. And the sheep know their own names. They know the shepherd's voice. And in the morning, when the night is over, the morning light dawns. The shepherd calls his sheep. He leads them out for the day. Oftentimes, several shepherds would bring their flocks together in the sheep pen. And the only way the sheep could be separated again was for the shepherd to call them by name. And his own sheep would follow him. And those of another shepherd would remain in the sheep pen. And as the shepherd goes out and begins to walk, the sheep follow along right behind. Anybody amazed at how many sheep just followed that shepherd? You couldn't do that with children, could you? No. About sheep, and we're supposed to be like sheep. The shepherd knows the plans for the day. He knows where the flock is supposed to go because the shepherd is providing for the sheep. Jesus said in verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. And so Jesus says, not only is he the shepherd, he's, he's the gate. He's the gate to the place of security within the flock. If you go in through Jesus, you're going to be kept safe. The sheepfold speaks of a place of security in the church, in this life. That's the sheepfold. And in heaven, in the life to come. Jesus is not a gate. He is the gate. He is the one and only way to be saved. The only way to become part of the good shepherd's flock. And when a sheep is part of the good shepherd's flock, he's going to be provided for. His needs are going to be met. The shepherd is going to lead him to green pastures. The shepherd is going to lead him to refreshing springs of water. Every need the sheep has is going to be provided for by the shepherd. The shepherd thirdly protects. Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so the good shepherd, he cares deeply about his sheep. He cares so much that he's willing to put his own life on the line in the face of dangers that are coming against the thief. The shepherd would risk his life to defend the sheep against a thief. He'd risk his life to defend the sheep against a wolf that would come to devour or destroy them. And so Jesus here is prophesying about his future death on the cross where he laid down his life for his sheep to bring salvation to his sheep. And so as the shepherd leads, as he provides, as he protects, we as sheep must trust our, our shepherd Sheep without a shepherd, shepherd are pretty defenseless, aren't they? They don't know where to go to find pasture or water. Sheep without a shepherd are helpless if a thief comes or a wolf comes. And God wants us to learn to trust our shepherd, Jesus, more, more dearly, more deeply. And so let's ask ourselves some questions this morning. Are you trusting in Jesus, your shepherd? To give you direction in life every day? Or are you just wandering about by yourself? Are you looking to him to provide for every need that you have? That's what he wants to do. Or are you trying to provide for yourself? Are you believing that he's going to protect you against every evil? And every dangerous attack? He wants to do that. And as we learn to trust this shepherd, this good shepherd. 
more closely. We're going to be blessed and kept secure in every situation. And as we do, the peace of the Good Shepherd will fill our lives. He'll remove worry. He'll remove anxiety. Lastly, we need to follow the shepherd. Verse 4 says, When he's brought out all his own, speaking of bringing them out of the sheepfold, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And so the shepherd goes on ahead. He sets the path. He sets the direction. It's not the sheep going and the shepherd following. Did you notice? It's not the shepherd behind driving the sheep. The shepherd's out in front leading the sheep. To follow the shepherd, we need to listen for and obey his voice. And the sheep who are part of the shepherd's flock, they know his voice. Now, what does it mean to know and hear the shepherd's voice? It means for a believer that you can hear with your spiritual ears. Not with your physical ears, but with your spiritual ears, what Jesus is saying to you. If you never hear Jesus speaking to you as the good shepherd, then you're not one of his sheep. You're not a believer. Many people think they're believers and they they have no clue what Jesus is saying to them. A believer can hear Jesus' voice. To hear the shepherd's voice is not simply to read your Bible. Anybody can read the Bible. But to hear his voice is to be able to discern what he's saying to you specifically, even as you read the Bible or as you go through your day. To hear him saying, turn this way, turn that way. Don't go here. Do this. Don't do that. To follow the shepherd, we not only need to hear his voice, we also need to distinguish his voice. Verse 5 says, They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. You see, the shepherd's voice is not the only voice that's out there. It's not the only voice that's clamoring for us to, to listen to. We've got to learn to recognize different voices. I think the loudest voice that we hear is our own voice. What we want to do. That's the voice we tend to listen to the most. And for an immature believer, that's usually not what the shepherd wants you to do. The next voice is that you hear is what other people want you to do. Anybody have other people in their life that want you to do certain things? The shepherd may speak to you through other people, but so can the thief. So you have to be discerning. The next voice you'll hear is the voice of the thief, the voice of Satan himself. He'll tempt you to go in another direction rather than following the shepherd. He'll whisper in your ear. He'll tempt you in one or another way. And finally, you'll hear the shepherd's voice. And so as sheep, we need to learn to recognize, to distinguish these different voices and only follow the voice of the shepherd. And you can do that as you get to know the shepherd. Jesus said in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. You might want to underline that. My sheep know me. Sheep are to have a relationship with their shepherd. The shepherd knows your name. The shepherd knows everything about you. And the sheep know the shepherd's voice and they trust him in every way. And how do we get to know the shepherd Jesus? Well, we get to know him by following closely to him. Which sheep knows the shepherd the best? It's the sheep that are closest to him. And when he directs in one way, they listen and they follow and they obey. 
You get to know the shepherd by talking to him in prayer and listening to what he says to you all through the day. Not just on Sunday mornings. Not just in certain times. The Bible speaks about praying without ceasing. Praying all the time. And that's how we follow the shepherd. Now let's make this practical. Many are misled these days. If you're a sheep and you look around and there's no flock around you, you're off on your own. Are you following the shepherd? You're, you're by yourself. The answer is absolutely not. You've wandered away from the flock. Because with the shepherd is always a flock. A flock of sheep. And so you're in great danger. You've got to get back to the flock that is following the shepherd. And so Jesus is the good shepherd. Beneath him, the Bible speaks of under shepherds. In the Bible, the Greek word for pastor is the same word for shepherd. And so as a pastor, a pastor shepherds a local church as a flock for Jesus, the good shepherd. And so this church, Life Church, is one of Jesus' flocks. And as the pastor, I shepherd the flock under the direction of the good shepherd. Unless you're new here this morning, I know your names. I know things about you. And I pray for you. And with Jesus' help, you're led, you're provided for, you're protected here in the local flock. In order to be led, provided for, and protected by Jesus, you need to be in a local flock where the shepherd or pastor knows your name, is following Jesus, the good shepherd. And so we follow the shepherd as part of a local, a local flock. Jesus is the good shepherd. And as a believer, you need a shepherd because the world that we live in is not safe. There's a thief out there. And his intention is to steal, kill, and destroy, to tempt you away from following the shepherd. But we can be safe, we can be secure as we trust Jesus. As we follow his lead, as we allow him to provide for us, as we allow him to protect us, as we trust him, as we follow him with the rest of the flock, here at Life Church. Learn to hear, learn to follow his voice better and better. Those sheep that are wandering off on their own, the Bible tells us to go after them, to introduce them to Jesus, the Good Shepherd, because he wants his flock to grow. I encourage you again to use the invite card in your bulletin to invite people to our Christmas service next week. Many people need to be introduced to Jesus, the Shepherd. Bring them into the flock as we follow Jesus together. Now, to begin to follow Jesus, to begin to be part of his flock, you need to commit your life to that good shepherd we've been talking about this morning. The first thing you need to do is admit that you sinned. And what is sin? Sin is simply wandering away, not following the shepherd's leading. Going your own way, the Bible says doing what you want to do, listening to your own voice and not the voice of the shepherd. That's the essence of sin. Secondly, believe that Jesus, the good shepherd, laid down his life for you. And he rose again on the third day that you might be forgiven. And finally, commit your life to following Jesus as your Lord, as the good shepherd. So let's bow our heads right now. We're going to pray. And if you've never... Pray a prayer like that. I'd encourage you to pray with me in your own mind.
And if you feel like you've wandered away this morning, I'd encourage you to recommit your life by praying as well. Say something like this. Father, today I admit that I've, I've sinned. I've, I've been going my own way. I know I'm not part of your flock. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus came to this earth. He died on the cross. He laid down his life for me. He rose from the dead that my sins might be forgiven. Come into my life. I commit myself to following you as my shepherd, as my leader, as my Lord. In Jesus' name. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray that we would follow the shepherd more closely. Father, we thank you for Jesus, the good shepherd. We thank you that he's laid down his life for us. Forgive us, God, for not following you more closely. Forgive us for wandering a little bit. Forgive us for sliding back to the back of the, back of the flock. May we learn to trust you, God, to lead us. May we learn to trust you in every way to provide for us, to protect us, God. Help us to be aware of the schemes of Satan, the thief who seeks to separate us from the flock, who seeks to separate us from the shepherd, who seeks to destroy us. Help us to follow Jesus more closely in the year 2014 than we did in 2013. Help us to hear his voice clearly and to be able to distinguish it from all the other voices that are clamoring for our attention. Give us the courage to obey when we hear him speak to us. God, may we grow in our commitment to the Good Shepherd and to the flock here at Life Church as we follow him together. We pray, God, that you give us opportunities to invite others to the Christmas service and to other things so that they could become part of your flock here. God, we thank you for what you're doing among us as the Good Shepherd. And we thank you for what you're going to do as we continue to follow you together in the future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.